listening to a My Safe LA Fire and Life Safety Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is David Barrett with My Safe LA, and this is another My Safe LA Fire and Life Safety Education Podcast. We're talking with Los Angeles firefighters about their memories of the Northridge earthquake that took place 20 years ago on January 17, 1994. And our guest today is retired Los Angeles Assistant Chief Dean Caffey. Dean, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing very well, David. How are you doing? I'm doing terrific. I'm really glad you're able to join us today. Uh, the memories of Los Angeles firefighters and what they had to go through during this incredibly destructive earthquake is is very important, particularly for those people who want to know how to be better prepared in the future. What was your rank and assignment 20 years ago? Uh, I was uh, a relatively new assistant chief uh, that was assigned to uh, Division One, which is the metropolitan area of Los Angeles. And I was on duty that morning. Um, and actually, uh, that evening, I had gone to bed rather late. It was probably the soundest sleep I've ever had on the fire department. So 4.30 in the morning, the ground starts to shake. Do you, do you remember it waking you up? Do you remember kind of what happened uh, at division headquarters? Well, it, it was kind of interesting. I, like I said, I'd gone to bed quite late in the evening, uh, actually early morning. And uh, when the earthquake occurred, it's hard to, to imagine this, but uh, there are single beds in, in the dormitories, in, in a private dormitory. And the bed took off across the room and woke me up out of a sound sleep. When I realized what was happening, I got out of bed and down on the floor. And unfortunately, the power to the fire station didn't come on immediately. It was out. It went out originally and, and didn't come back on for a period of time. So I'm groping around in the dark trying to find my turnout pants uh, to get ready to leave the station. And our our procedure was that uh, we evacuated all the stations, and then the companies would do a check-in with their battalion commanders, and the battalion commanders would then check in with the division commander and to, to determine their availability and that everybody was safe and so forth. And then they would start a drive-through through the area. Um, so I'm thinking, I've got to go to our location, and and we had a tremendous problem getting out of the fire station because the power was out and getting the apparatus floor doors open to get the companies out of the station and to get us out and up to our our uh, command location, which was at Dodger Stadium. There were a whole series of snafus as a result of the earthquake. Some of the fire stations in the city were uh, seriously damaged. Uh, other uh, stations, uh, simply because of no power, had trouble getting out. And in fact, your dispatch center, OCD, uh, their generator went out after about 15 minutes, and you had no dispatch capability, correct? That's correct, and that's part of the contingency plan is for the division commanders to go to a location where they have line-of-sight communication to the best um, possible to most of their command area, which is for us was Dodger Stadium. And I had a um, telephone communication with the commander at uh, the dispatch center, and who informed me that they were trying to get their status update, updated. Well, in the meantime, we're getting calls from the battalion commanders that as they're 
companies are beginning to do their drive-through, um, that there are there's issues that need to be dealt with, and um, and basically I've got a my my staff has to serve as the dispatch center until we can transition that back to to our actual dispatch center. So it was a rather challenging morning for the first probably two three hours. Overall, what are your what are the most significant memories from that day? What what really stands out for you in terms of uh, something that well you can deal with it from a personal perspective, but I, I'd really like to know you know if you think about that kind of a devastating earthquake. You were you know 20 miles away from the epicenter, but still it had a significant impact on the, you know, the Santa Monica Freeway and other kinds of areas that were within your division. Yeah. Um, originally, of course, because we're not in the fire station, we don't have the you know television and radio communication. We did have that in our command vehicle, but the information about what occurred, where the epicenter was, was kind of slow coming. And uh, in Division One, which as I said is the metropolitan area, there were about 35 fire stations, and uh, covering about 80 some square miles from the. Pacific Ocean up to East Los Angeles and Santa Monica Mountains down to the freeway, Santa Monica Freeway. And we were getting reports of damage in this area, and I'm thinking, boy, this is a long way from where they, we finally found out where the epicenter was. Um, and the needs were in the San Fernando Valley, in Northridge area, and in the valley. And so we were um, trying to give as much of our resources to the valley to help out with the problems that they had out there and yet still remain still maintain coverage downtown for any other problems that occurred we had several fires we had some collapses um people trapped in uh, in unreinforced brick buildings and so forth uh, and we at one point i was i was getting really nervous because we were down to about um, i think it was about eight stations that still had resources and, and the rest of we had based on requests had had sent to the valley and so that whole morning uh, up until probably I think I finally got back into quarters around three or four in the afternoon because things did settle down relatively quickly dis despite how much damage there was for us at least in the, in the downtown area uh, a couple of the things that come out of this and this is like the preparedness piece I didn't have a flat. Here, here's a guy who's 30, you know, 30 some years on the fire department. Eventually, I didn't have a flashlight by my um, by my bed in the, in the dormitory, and so I'm groping around in the dark trying to find my pants. So there's uh, number one thing, which we preach to everybody: flashlight, hard you know, hard shoes, and so forth. Have that close by in the event something happens, and something some place you can get under during. You know, an event like this. So that was one. The other most, the eeriest thing that I think occurred was when we finally left quarters and we're heading up to Dodger Stadium, which is about a two-mile drive from from that station. The downtown area was dark. I've never seen high-rise buildings with no lights on at night. And that's wow. what we were. Street lights out, buildings completely dark. Uh, and very eerie, very eerie feeling. And when the when the sun finally started to come, when dawn broke, we're looking out over the whole city, and you're seeing, much like in the '92 riots, where you have these smoke columns from various fires 
that are taking place. And you're at a vantage point where you can see this very clearly from the Dodger Stadium parking lot. So, um, it was a, it was an interesting and very um, probably one of the most unique experiences uh, that I've had during my career on the fire department. Uh, the city took you know more than a year to really recover. Um, what kind of an impact was there on the Los Angeles Fire Department, uh, kind of as an outcome of this earthquake? I think one of the most vivid memories I had is I was hanging over, if you will. I was still was should have got off, off duty at, at, if it had been a normal day at, at 8 o'clock in the morning, and I'm still there. And my relief, uh, the division chief on the other shift was coming in, and ultimately we made a transition of command. And for the next several days, um, the fire chief at the time, uh, asked me to come back and help with the media and the, and the council and other political figures that were coming into Los Angeles to view what had happened and 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 help with uh, the recovery process. And so for several days, I'm involved with that operation, and we're still having aftershocks uh, from the earthquake. You know, days afterwards days afterwards, and serious ones. The the interesting thing was the fire department's role really pretty much culminated within that first 24 hours. In fact, most of the fires that occurred were handled within the first probably six hours. Uh, and this would probably not be the case if we had a major earthquake on the San Andreas Fault. Um, we, would, we would be more overwhelmed than we were in this particular case. But that, to me, that was remarkable that we were able to bring most of the damage, most of the structural um, potential for you know, conflagration or whatever under control in a relatively short period of time. Um, and I don't think we ever got much credit for that. Um, there was a lot of other issues that took place. There's so much damage in the valley. There were deaths and uh, the destruction to the mall and destruction to Northridge uh, Meadows uh, apartment complex that really focused on you know what an earthquake is capable of doing, um, as opposed to what the response agency is doing. And you know the idea that as a division commander you would have to um, run by the seat of your pants, so to speak, uh, because of the lack of dispatch capability and power and so on, just kind of amplifies the importance of being prepared. And uh, I imagine you probably had a flashlight near your bed after that, didn't you? Certainly did. Yeah. Certainly did. Well, In fact, uh, to this day, my uh, my wife and I still do that. We have our shoes close by and a flashlight uh, next to the bed stand, and and uh, and uh, fortunately, we haven't had to, to this point haven't had to use that. But it's it's there, and, and we know we know what to do. Well, thank you for your service, and certainly thank you very much for joining us today. And for those of you listening, uh, Dean Cathy retired as an assistant chief of the Los Angeles City Fire Department, uh, served in a multitude of roles, including in the community liaison office and as well as in the field. And he currently, uh, after a long post-LAFD career with FEMA um, as an IST liaison, uh, is a director um, on the board for the Safe Community Project, which is the parent of My Safe LA. 
Thank you very much for listening today. Keep in mind, we will be interviewing a wide array of firefighters, both retired and still active, who will share their memories about uh, January 17, 1994. So thank you very much for listening. My name is David Barrett. Be sure to visit us online at www.mysafela.org, and we look forward to talking with you again very soon. This is a My Safe LA Fire and Life Safety Podcast. Make sure to visit us at mysafela.org.